0: Are you a alone or are a groupie and you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you shoot a like a gun
1: Whatever your
0: ability is, it's the place to be So welcome to the What The Fight Like community if you're 17, 24, push it in Come along, join us, this is the place for you Welcome to the What The Fight Like community Welcome to the
1: What The Fight Like community The road to 100 is officially underway Matt. Choo-choo. Choo-choo, we're back baby. God, <laughs> oh, It's gonna be a long old road but we're gonna make it. It's gonna be the longest road we've ever walked down. 16 episodes, 16 massive guests, lots of laughs, lots of parkrun fun. It's just gonna be a jolly jolly good time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to series 8 episode 1 of the What The Fartlet podcast. My name is Rob. And I am Matt. And uh, yeah, mate, we've been gone for ages.
2: I know the longest break. I think I think we needed, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, I definitely so. needed. But I'm glad to be back. 100% glad to be back. And glad to be recording again with you and and, and Emma and uh, everybody else later on. And I, Ben. Wh- of, what, I was. Gonna, why, why did, did you I specifically?
1: Why did you specifically call out Emma?
2: <clears throat> I don't know. And not Ben. I don't know. But he's just. I don't know. Why? Why did I do that? Hmm.
3: Is, is it like
2: a subliminal like thingy? Oh God knows. Stop, stop. Sorry, digging.
1: Ben. Stop digging. <laughs> Literally, just stop talking. No, no. It got that. Got that. Got worse. I didn't <laughs> think that was going to get worse after <laughs> I first said it. <laughs> I'm just hiding under the under the bed now. <laughs> that will not save you from this audio-only podcast. Uh, let's move on uh, swiftly. Uh, one thing, Matt, that you might not have noticed. Yes. There was no advert at the start of the show. There wasn't. Yeah. Nobody likes us anymore. Or. Well, we we've we've advertised. We've supported a lot of our local running companies we've done that i feel like we've we've fulfilled that one in series seven got some nice discount codes for the listeners and mm-hmm. um so uh, we we thought maybe we wouldn't do it this series with the local running companies we might yeah. we'll do a little bit throughout the episodes of course we love to support our local community and our, our local uh companies that are part of part of that running community but mm-hmm. um we thought maybe we'd look a little bit wider i don't know if you what you think? Because we don't—we're people, aren't we? We—we we need everyday household items, not just running gear. Right. Yeah. So me and Statman John. Right. We had a—we had a meeting. Oh, I did send you—I I sent you me. an invite. I sent you an invite. You just didn't show up. Oh, it didn't. It didn't. I didn't arrive. Jack the Crow was meant to head on over and uh, and give you it in person with his, in his little beak. Nope, no. No si-
2: No. Nothing.
1: I wonder I wonder if foul play was afoot hmm. what, do, what do you mean well I don't know because obviously you know Statman John and your mum are going steady now <laughs> yeah let's not talk about that uh, I'm really sorry but w- we're about to do a whole thing about it um, for the entire series if i'm completely honest so i i i thought uh so i spoke to that man john and he has been uh, alongside some like family members apparently um he has been reviewing some um new items that are on the marketplace at the moment uh talking about his experiences with them getting other people's opinion on them and telling us all about uh, about what you can do and get some discounts along the way so all oh, right like, like- Like YouTube reviews and stuff like that, yeah? Sort of, yeah, except it's Statman John, so it's inevitably going to be absolutely ridiculous. Right. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Should we we get over and have a listen to it?
2: Yeah, man, let's do it.
0: Hello, lads. Hello, ladies. Hello, Emma. Cover your ears, Matt's mum. So, Emma, are we all? I... I'm here, what I'm going to do, I'm a bit of an influencer now, so each week I've been sent lots of products, I'm going to try them out, pick my fave, tell you about it, tell you uh, where you can get it from. An advert is what some may say, others might say I'm filling a couple of mins on the podcast. However, I hope uh, hope we've all had a good few weeks, I, well, I'm worn out, I've had a great few weeks with Matt's month, what a woman now i'll get right into it right first product we've got here is shake and swallow so i've got it right in front of me i'm going to give it a try brief description this is a sieve you shake your can of beans pour it in the sieve the sieve then has the perfect hole hashtag that's what she said for a bean to fall through okay and you'll be left with a glass of bean juice Brilliant. Right, well, let's give it a go. So, shake the can of beans. I'm pouring it in. Whoa, the beans are going over there, falling through every hole. Wow, look at that. And the juice somehow is staying in the sieve, not going through the hole. Uh, So, I'm going to pour that in my glass. And I've got roughly half a pint of bean juice. So, I guess you just swallow it. Uh, It doesn't really say if you warm up the juice. If you want to. Laying it if you uh, want to put it on your toes so not too sure what to do with the bean juice. But I tell you, that's not the product's fault. That is mine. Um, mine for not knowing. So I'm going to have a quick look at some reviews here to tell you about Let me just get my mouse.
4: Eek, eek.
0: And, uh, okay, five-star review. Five-star review from at Lanky Legs Keeps Running. He has said... Uh, uh, This product is shit. I pressed five stars by mistake. I don't know the point of it. FFS. Okay. Well, that's one person's review. We all have different opinions. So you can get this product from any of your local supermarkets, um, apart from Waitrose. It is £149.93p, or if you're paying in euros, it's 7 euros fantastic that's brilliant well listen i'm going to keep hydrated with some bean juice i have to include hashtag ad hashtag pr hashtag gifted hashtag i'm an influencer hashtag blue tick on my instagram name um so yeah week one product one gone down well let me know if you buy one of these make sure you include smj 90 for a 90 percent discount off the product um i've got I've got to go. Was, this whole time, Matt's mum's been here. She wants me. She's naked. See you later, lads. What the, what the hell? What? No. Right. What do you mean? No. no?
2: What do you no. mean? No.
1: Just, no. Are you saying that you don't want a bean juice, sip? <laughs> I'm
2: not saying I don't want a bean juice, sip. Who doesn't want a bean juice, sip? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's an incredibly useful yeah.
2: household item <laughs> Those are words I've never ever thought I'd say in no, it, it, <laughs> But my problem is not with the beans <laughs> you said. No. But pro- yeah exactly you, you took the words right out of my mouth Like the famous <laughs> meatloaf song
1: um, It's meat... not about the. Well in, in the words of another famous meatloaf song Statman John would do anything for love <laughs> <laughs> No No no, we're moving on. We're not doing that ever again. Uh, we're doing it every week for the entire series. <laughs> I think you'll find. And and, and your mum was on board with it. Your mum was chomping at the bit to get involved. Get some of that sweet, sweet, sweet influencer cash to, to fund her now lavish lifestyle jet-setting around the world uh, and staying in hotels with Statman John. <sighs>
2: Shall we tell people what's going on? What, what's happening this week? or, what, or I mean, carry on talking about Statman John.
1: I mean, you can do because we're about seven, eight minutes into this episode and it's really gone badly for you on a lot of fronts. So maybe try and turn it around.
2: Yeah. So obviously we talk about how our weeks have gone up to this point after. You are. <sighs> you... I, don't talk, I don't want to talk about it. Talk about how our weeks have gone in running. Um... <laughs> uh, I want to say I have, have a bit of a talk about mental health a little bit cause yeah suffered a little bit during the during the uh, time off um had a lovely chat with the awesome neil marshall a uh, fart family favorite uh, original uh fartlink family member from the start joined us for, for the um the quizzes and all that sort of good stuff when we first came up with this concept so yeah Neil marshall can't wait to have that chat see, hear that chat with him uh, and then ben and emma. Coming on for the park run update uh, and a little bit of chat about the uh, the Lake family weekender, uh, which I'm looking forward to as well.
1: And then let's not forget some ooh thank yous.
2: Mm, some ooh thank yous, yes. we we're not. We, we've decided this this series to not go ahead with the uh, with the with the roll calls uh, and just go straight into the thank yous. Uh, yeah, they, that might come back in the future, but we'll we'll see what happens with it.
1: And whilst we're not doing official roll calls, probably need to start this off by giving a big shout out to Series 7 guest, Um, Ed Roberts is right Mm. at the end of an incredible 100 mile challenge, I think he's on about 85 miles when we last checked in with him, we recorded on the Sunday night, I really hope that something doesn't go wrong in the last 15 miles Ed, Um, but even if it does, does, um, what a superstar, 10 mile loops all day, blisters all over his feet the wonderful Rosie on a bike alongside him. What a dream team they are. Raising great yeah. money for charity. Big, big shout out to you, Ed. Well done.
2: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely smashing it. <laughs> to get that far is is great in itself, to be honest with you.
1: Hey, Matt. Yeah. Before we get into How's Your Week. Yeah. Can It's the road to 100, of course. Mm-hmm. And the point of the road to 100 is that we bring back some of the favourite moments of the Fartlek family, of the Fartlek, What the Fartlek podcast, of, of, of all the things that you've achieved over the last 85 weeks, over the last nearly two years. Mm. So with that in mind, I'm going to throw it back to the old school. Right. I've got a Wildy story for you. Oh, we did, what? Ooh. Really? Yeah, it's an anonymous Wildy story. Is, is it the one that we're in group earlier? No, no, that was Jamie. You know it was oh, Jamie. Everyone yeah. saw it was Jamie. Yeah, but I, I why just, would,
2: why I, would it be anonymous? I don't know. I just don't know if it'd be anonymous for the podcast listeners and not the what, what, Fartlake family. I don't know. You're ruining this. Go on.
1: So it's an anonymous member of the Fartlake family, and I'm going to read hmm. it for you. Okay, you ready? Right. Yes. Right. Brace yourself because I did it against a tree. Got a 14 kilometer planned on my normal Tuesday route Got around 2 kilometers On an old rail line path And thought, oh no Oh no, oh no I'm Reading it dramatically mm. Doubled over with stomach pain I knew what was coming The path I was on was very well travelled by locals But the small routes and the paths on the side Weren't I venture down one, knee deep in nettles and weeds I find my spot on a lovely oak tree In the hedge line I dropped <laughs> I drop shorts, lean against the tree, tackle out for the whole world to see. What can only be described as a cormor <laughs> under no. the pressure of violence pose <laughs> hits the floor. <laughs> Relief. As I'm taking a second to compose and thinking either socks or underwear, I hear a rustle to my right. Shit, is it a dog? A fox. Neither. Before I could blink, a gentleman running with a massive visor and hydration vest on comes bundling up. As I clock myself half naked in his mirrored glasses, I sense his shock. Thinking, here we go. What shall I do? The man stops. Looks dead at me. Taking his pack off. Pulls out a small Ziploc bag of tissue. Here you go, my friend. Says the soft voice like a caring parent. We've all been there. Mop up. I'll be on the main path with a hand gel and a bit of water if needed. I thank oh. the gent, trying to hide my embarrassment. After mopping up, I emerge back on the main path. The man, without even blinking, looks at me with a massive grin and says, <laughs> "Don't worry, mate. We've all needed a wildie at some point." Now oh, I can wow. never run locally again for the fear that with the, the, for the fear he's with a friend and shouts, "Hey, that's it! I caught shitting in the bush."
2: Oh yes, that's brilliant! Oh wow, I've missed a wildest one. There you that's go. The, I think that's my
1: favourite. <laughs> I think that's the best one we've ever done. And to you, sir, listening or madam, yeah, it's a bloke. Sorry,
2: yeah. uh, it's still anonymous. I, I'm going. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm putting ah. my uh, I'm putting my inspector
1: uh, hat on here. And right. my, my my detective's hat on here. Yeah. Nick Finn is quite a writer. It's not Nick Finney Nick Gah. Finney would it, Right Nick Finney is a showman at heart Nick Finney would be on the podcast Acting that out for us If it was Nick <laughs> Finney No yeah, that's uh, true. The latest anonymous entry Into the Wildy Nation Has been confirmed I love the Wildy Nation I love the Wildy stories I've missed doing them Um, If you have Ever got caught short on a run If you would like to share your story Either one of us reading it out for you As dramatically and brilliantly As I just did Or coming on the podcast To talk about it yourself Or doing us a voice note and sending it in we would love to share in your shame so please do send us a wildie over let's see if we can get some of those back for the road to 100
2: yeah yeah 100, yeah hundred percent I know we've got a couple in in that's admitted it in as in as
1: whatsapp chat so maybe they might want to come on this series and share their story I have already been twisting some arms. We'll see what we can do. So uh, moving on from that wonderful, wonderful Wildy story, let's talk about our weeks. And more importantly, I think, um, you know, it, saying how's your week's difficult because um, mm. we've uh, it's been about five weeks, hasn't it? But we've both been back on it. Accountability buddies well, have been running. Um, we've been uh, doing a good job of it as well, I think. Getting out. You're on the road to Yorkshire Marathon. I'm on the road to helping you get to Yorkshire Marathon um we've been out we've been hitting some miles been doing well but that's not what i want to talk about you mentioned it in in the limb in the little um blurb at the start that you wanted to have a little bit of time to talk about mental health so listen man mm-hmm. uh, we joke we take the piss on this show all the time but let's get serious for a moment talk to me a little bit about what it is that you wanted to share today no yeah just just
2: just the, the headspace um and, and the, the fact that things go wrong in life um no matter how big or small they might be um and, and those those um problems and issues that crop up it might be the smallest of things that that, that change change your mindset and, and make you make you make you feel down a little bit uh, and, and and the straw that breaks the camel's back and i've, I've been going for a, for a time with with, with my car and, and mechanic bills and, and spending a small fortune and little things just just Took its toll and and basically I, I was brought down a little bit in the in, in the car um, and I just needed that space away from <clears throat> from uh, the clutter of all the, the conversations in WhatsApp and and um, other, other little things that I needed needed a space away from and uh, yeah I had a bit, a bit of a moment with you and a conversation with you about about being upset and and saying I shouldn't be feeling like this and and. and absolutely people people should be feeling like this not should be but can feel like this in the smallest of, of um things can cause it then there's there's no how am i trying to explain it there's no right or wrong to this there's no or oh, her her problem's bigger than mine i shouldn't be feeling like this everyone there's,
1: has it's, them is what you're trying to say there's no barometer for what is acceptable yeah in terms of what might break us and what we might need to take time to deal with yeah yes yes 100% yeah that's what I'm trying to get to mine was financial
2: and 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 car worries and all that sort of stuff and I'm thinking well people are going through much worse than me I shouldn't be feeling like this and you can there's nothing wrong with it There's, there's there's nothing there's like you said there's no barometer to it and and people can feel like that and just having the, the the headspace and the, the time away from things it, it can clear things and just having the people around you <clears throat> supporting you like, like i said i spoke to you i was on the phone to you i was on the phone to ben um when all this this happened with the car and, and all that sort of stuff and uh yeah just just getting stuff out of my head cleared that up and made me feel a lot better and just Want to say to anybody out there that, that that is going through a tough time and is finding stuff difficult and talking about it is we say it a lot on this on this podcast it is and it does help i had a, I had a cry in the car and basically what it was we had, we had a turbo change which cost us a small fortune and then we went out for a day trip with the kids and we had, were having an amazing time and, and and a family day out and then we got back to the car and i just saw oil under the car again and it was just everything just came to a head and yeah it just got a bit difficult uh but talking to you and Ben like I said seeing that there is light at the end of the tunnel and stuff like that it does help
1: yeah no it's it's it's, it's a really it's a really good point man I think probably the the takeaway thing there that I'd, I'd say is that You've you've talked a lot. I mean, we, we've talked a lot, like 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 you mentioned on the podcast about the importance of talking. And I think people are starting to understand the value of opening up and, you know, a problem shared is a problem half and all that kind of stuff and reaching out to the people in your network around you. I think we've also talked in the past about the value of sometimes just taking a step back. You left the WhatsApp group for a while. There was a point where we were talking about, you know, maybe the first couple of episodes would get Lou in to help out and host with me like we've done a couple of times in the past. Um, so you can get a little bit of, of, of space just clear from from the podcast podcast if that's what you needed we never got to that which is which is great but if it was if it was needed it was it was fine um but i think the one thing that you mentioned there that i don't think maybe we've talked about too much in the past and it is invaluable advice is not to feel like your problems are insignificant because they might Um, not in your mind, way up to somebody else's. There's not Mm -hmm. a finite amount of mental health issues out there in the world that only certain people can take up. There Mm. are people that might make you believe that, but those people are toxic. And it doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're a man, if you're a woman, if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're black, if you're white. It it doesn't matter what your background is, where you're from, who you are, um, who you make your life with you can it can get too much and if it gets too much then those coping mechanisms that we've just covered off in detail that we've done in the past that's where they become so valuable so Mm. if you need them please don't feel like you don't deserve them because you do yes Mm. 100 100 yeah
2: And yeah, just just thank you to everybody else that that reached out to me as well. On, on, on when I, when I left the group, I put a little bit of a spiel on saying I don't want any any attention or whatever. But just the friends and everybody that got in touch on Facebook, and even if you didn't not Facebook, Instagram, and even if you didn't, I appreciate you all, um, and just thanks for being there for me.
1: Yeah, no, no, mate, absolutely. And we are just like with Earth for everybody in our like family. And it probably leads nicely into the chat that we're going to mm-hmm. uh, get on to with Neil Marshall because he is a like family OG. Yes. And we do talk in great detail about, about the community and, and how, how much it's meant to him and how much it's meant to us and, and, and mm-hmm. how, the you know, the reasons why we're continuing to build. And this is exactly it. You know, we set out with a mission statement. Um, uh, I was reading uh, the community starter, Jess Robson's new project, um that talked about you know what is the purpose of your community and our purpose was always to combat loneliness that was our mission statement combat loneliness create a safe space for people to interact and find a common cause and maybe help some people build some friendships and that's what we're going to keep doing whether we do it well or we don't do it well that, that 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 that's for people to decide and we'll keep trying and we'll keep working we'll keep adapting and evolving but um stories like yours Matt and you're not the only one but if we can help out in any way with stuff like that then that makes it all worth it for me so we'll get to Neil in a moment but one thing I do just yeah. want to mention can I just have a moment of silence and, and, and reflection for me? You said small so many times when you were explaining that then. And I didn't want to make fun of your height. Do you know how much I had to bite my tongue? That is that is that is my love I birthed you that I didn't jump in. And I feel, I feel like you were doing it on purpose. You just kept saying small, small, small. And I was like, no, just calm down, Rob. Let him say his piece. Make fun of him later.
2: <laughs> and that's why I love you, mate. Cheers for that. <laughs> uh, right. Then. I do want to just finish up just just saying to the one person, you know who you are. I won't dive into it. Thank you very much. And it, it will be it will be passed on. The uh, the gesture will be it will be forwarded as well. Yeah, I'll I will pass it, pay it forward. Oh, mate. There's some
1: good hmm. people in the world, some good eggs in the world. There is. Um uh, and with that, I think we should we've got a patch show. Um, we'll, we'll not go any deeper um, We've got plenty of time, we've got 16 episodes For me and you to have a bit of banter And a bit of arguing and a bit of back and forth So we'll get mm-hmm. to that later in the road for 100 But let's say uh, we've got a long packed episode Coming up, so should we get over and have a chat With the Fartlick family OG Lieutenant Marshall himself Should we go and chat to Neil? Yeah, let's get on with it A brand new series of main events is upon us, 14 weeks of wonderful guests telling us wonderful stories about their wonderful running journeys and today we kick off with a bang. Now my proudest chats I always say when we get to showcase the stories of our Fartleck family originals, the members of our awesome little community and joining me today is a true OG with us since the start, and a huge part of what we do. He's an accomplished runner in his own right, multi-time marathon and ultra finisher, with a taste for a challenge and a charity fundraiser. His honesty and transparency make his story even more relatable, and as is always the case when we get together, though it will take every fibre of my self-restraint to not spend the next 30 minutes shouting at him. PJ, I'm blind, man! Let's get into it. Joining me in welcoming the lieutenant himself, mr neil marshall neil how are we doing my brother
5: i am good mate yes i will try and um, speak am speaking in an accent that most people can understand for for most of the duration of it but i'm good mate how are you i'm good i was gonna
1: say we can't even do subtitles because it's audio only but we'll we'll try and translate for you all right um how are you how's how's your week been going you are you've got great north in your crosshairs haven't you how's, how's the prep for that going
5: i have yeah so i'm I'm off work this week and for the next fortnight so it kind of goes this time of year you go full like you say Great North Run mode and everything you do just becomes about a kind of towards that I suppose so just getting the last couple of weeks in now and then we'll go into some kind of taper for the last week if you do that for halves I don't know but
1: feel like you had to stop yourself from saying you just go balls deep then um
5: but yeah well yeah yeah i (laughs) I mean you've probably already got an explicit explicit sign put on for this episode Uh, come on but it will probably be on by the end of this but yeah definitely it's you know you kind of just drop everything else and just go right next next two weeks is just all about running and nothing else and try and fit life in around it
1: Absolutely, and I know that Great North Run is a really important thing to you and a big part of your running journey. We'll get to that as we go. Listen, man, loads to get to. I want to talk about your running journey. I want to talk about the big plans you've got for the future, your big achievements. I want to talk about your involvement in the online running community. I want to talk about the like family. Uh, We're going to kick this series off with a bang, and you're absolutely the best person to do it with. So thank you so much for joining me. But let's start where we start all these chats. Tell me, man, for those who don't know, how did your running journey start? How did you get into it?
5: Uh, Well... I would love to tell you that it was, a, I would love to go back through this kind of sport and career in my youth and stuff like that, but it was quite the opposite. Um, wasn't really, would kind of play football with my mates, never done any kind of competitive sports when I was younger or anything like that, um, was more in a kind of music, I suppose, and the, the kind of artsy stuff, and then I used to kind of yo-yo up and down in weight kind of through my late teens, early 20s, stuff like that. Unfortunately, I'm not blessed with a kind of metabolism that's great in terms of if you want to live a lifestyle of going out drinking every weekend and eating whatever you want, um, can kind of go out and have a Saturday and a Sunday night out and seem to put on a stone when you do it. (laughs) So, um, Doing what everybody else does, I suppose, would kind of join gyms through my late teens, would go, wouldn't, looking at it now, wouldn't really do anything. Um, would kind of go for an hour and say that, well, I can't understand why I'm not losing weight because I do go to the gym. Mm -hmm. But wasn't really taking part in kind of much of the, wouldn't have a structure or routine. And then um, probably 2009, I decided, so like very end of my 20s, decided to join a gym on a kind of bank holiday in August where they had like an offer on for the rest of the year. And I thought, well, if I can lose a stone, I think I was around about 16 stone at the time something like that thought so if i could lose a stone before christmas then i'll be happy with that so mm-hmm. i used to go and just hit the cross trainer every time i went do an hour on that do a bit on the treadmill do a bit on uh, the bike stuff like that no weight and i lost the stone in a month so i thought all right might need to restructure that um but i had quite a busy job at the time so i used to go kind of last hour of it um every other night maybe mm-hmm. and Few months after that kind of going into 2010 i'd got a different job and i was traveling quite far for work every day so by the time i got home didn't really have time to fit in the gym by the time i'd had something to eat so one i think it was like an easter weekend uh my wife had been out the night before left a car about four miles away at the hotel that they'd had this night out and it was good friday and i thought oh well i'll get up and i'll just run the four miles because i do about whatever that would be on the cross trainer I can mm-hmm. do that I'll run four miles shoved my kind of old gym trainers on my hoodie my baggy shorts got about two miles in thought that my heart was going to come through my chest but <laughs> uh, barely breathe thought this is awful who would do this as a pastime? come out running um walked walked kind of jogged the rest of the way but probably walked the rest of the way got in the car came home and thought no nah, I'll maybe just stick to the gym but I remember someone telling us at work who was into running saying, well, the kind of second one's the hardest. You've got to go back out and you'll you will start enjoying it if you kind of stick to it. So it kind of just fit in around my job. Really, I was less time to go to the gym. And I used to really just go out early in the morning. I uh, would set my alarm early. I had young kids at the time, so would set my alarm early, go out, get it done before kind of everybody else was up. And then it just. I suppose with everybody else, it just kind of took over a couple of times a week, became, you know, three, four times a week would have this kind of route locally that I'd worked out online was about four miles. Um And I used to go kind of out the door near my kitchen in my house, so I would check the time on the, the oven timer before I went out, would do this four mile route, come back in and see what the time was when I came back in. Just, Pre, uh,
1: pre-garmin using, using yeah yeah, the, so the, yeah. The, 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 the biggest garmin in the world your oven yeah, yeah. i like it it's good it's, it's kind
5: innovative of in. it meant yeah. that you went you never stopped before you got back into the street you just went straight until the very kind of yep. minute that you came through the door yep. so yeah I just got into it kind of doing it that way never really thought of it anything other than a, a way to kind of keep the weight off i suppose and um just like a it, it, it 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 slowly became something that I enjoyed doing for me because I had quite a stressful job and young children and things like that. It was it was the only real time that I had to myself. So it was a time to kind of put music on any albums that came out recently of kind of bands that I liked. It was good to kind of shove that on and just go out for however long it took us. And I remember at the time just thinking, right, I, I knew nothing about running. So I knew nothing about kind of what distances you should be doing, what was good, anything like that. And I was just used to, I, I don't know how I got it. I think I started kind of subscribing to Runner's World. And I thought if I could get 10 minute miles, that was in my head, it was like, if I do 10 minute miles, that's thats kind of all I ever want to do. If I can do that, that's good for where I'm at. And uh, my brother got into it about the same time he lives down south. So we used to kind of talk quite a bit about it and say, oh, what you've done today? And it did become a little bit competitive. So it kind of kind it was like well what if you run day well I've run five all right well I'll run five tomorrow then and you know it was that that kind of stuff, um and then it really just built up after that I didn't it when I first started I didn't have any kind of thoughts of doing any races or stuff like that I only really knew about one like you say the Great North Run is kind of it's a rite of passage up here
1: yeah so you know I mean I mean I mean sorry sorry to jump in because oh, it is it, it is interesting that um you know you're not alone I think in, in people who because we've got this this running community haven't we and, and everyone loves the race environment and the camaraderie but there is a a whole other section of runners who just do it for them like you said and it is just about getting out it's fitness you might be on the treadmill you might be doing it, maybe training for a team sport what what was it then that made you flip so what took you from being a i'm doing it for me i'm doing it for my headspace i'm doing it for my health too i want to start doing these races i want to be around people i want to be in the buzz of it was it all around that linchpin of the Great North Run?
5: Originally, it was, yeah. So, I'd entered it for so I kind of got into run in 2010 and then I'd entered it for the the following year, so 2011. Mm-hmm. And my brother had entered it as well. And we both done it for um, went out for charity, so he got a place through uh, British Heart Foundation, I got a place through Motor New Runs, and probably so that obviously that takes place in September. So, I got an email. Not long after I kind of um, ended it from Great Run about uh, the Great North 10k that they do up here, yep. which is usually held in July, yeah, kind of outside Gateshead Stadium and you're finishing Gateshead Stadium. Now, at the time, I didn't know what a 10k was, so I knew kind of roughly what a half marathon was in terms of mileage. Had never really worked in kilometres, so kind of got this email saying, would you, you know, as a participant in the Great North Run, would you like to also take part in this? So I thought, oh, well, you know, it'll be a good kind of base to see where I am. And I thought it would kind of be just a few people gathering on a Sunday and kind of outside the stadium. And, you know, you kind of go do the run. I'd I'd worked out at that point it was 6.2 miles or whatever. So I thought, oh, that's all right. I was up to maybe running eights or nines or something at the time. Yep. And um. When I got there, it was like the biggest culture shock I've ever seen because it's so I kind of I got there really early because I'm, I'm quite like. If if I've got a list of instructions, I'll follow the instructions. So, you know, when it says a kind of event opens at eight o'clock in the morning. So I was like, <laughs> oh, well, you've got to be there for eight o'clock in the morning. Got there. There was no one there.
0: <laughs> um,
5: you're kind of thinking, am I in the right place? You're walking down the start. A, the, as the people started to gather, I always remember it was kind of raining at the start, but it was it was due to get out nice later on. So everyone's kind of there with these bin bags over them and stuff like that to kind of protect themselves, finding all the shelter. And I, I was just like the novice there and kind of my normal running stuff, just kind of getting soaked wet through. But it, it was it was just strange because I'd, I'd never really thought that there was going to be a crowd of people there or anything like that. So. When you hear people cheering you on and you've got your name on your front of you and they, they're just random strangers sharing your name and stuff like that it was kind of like this is strange but i, I kind of like it yeah. um so that kind of went on to the great north run and then i suppose what flipped in terms of pushing us on to maybe do it a little bit more was um probably that competitiveness with my brother yeah. so the the Obviously, you get your results through by text. So when we'd both finished the Great North Run for the first time, which was obviously that was kind of the experience i would had at the the 10K was then amplified even more for the Great North Run. Everybody will have seen it when you're going across the bridges and stuff like that. So I was running with headphones in with my music on, but I kept turning them off for the the different parts where the crowd was building up. And it was just a bizarre it was you know the, just a wall of noise as you go over the time bridge and the red arrows come over and all that kind of stuff so when we got the results so me and my brother the only goal we had was to finish under two hours that was it it was like if we finish under two hours then we've kind of done with job type thing yep so i had finished and got my time through and it was one sorry it was two hours and 32 seconds oh.
1: They're so, the painful ones, though, aren't they? But they yeah. can send you one of two ways, can't they? It's either, oh, I'm so pissed off, or I'm getting that next time.
5: Yeah, well, so in my mind, I'm like, if it had been 159.59, I would have been happy with it. But it's yeah. 32, and I'm not happy with it. It doesn't really make
1: sense, does it, when you think
5: about no. it? It doesn't, and it's ridiculous. But then obviously, my brother got his time through, and it was, I think he finished in 155.
1: Oh, what a bastard. So it's kind of like,
5: yeah, so it was like, right, there's next 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 year's time is 155. <laughs> so everybody used to say, Are oh, you trying to beat two hours and 32, I'd say, No, I'm trying to beat one hour 55. <laughs> uh, my brother's never run it since, so you know, uh, I think he so
1: to, to take to that,
5: <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, so yeah, so I think the following year and it's like 148 something like that so i was that I'd, I'd won that and i was happy with that mm-hmm. that that little personal competition but it was strange because it you, you know you as you're building up the things like the halves you, you try and like I, I was trying to take in so much information from maybe these other people who've done it and every and this is the bit i don't understand about halves as well because everybody will always say or someone had said it was at the time or oh, you only want to run 10 miles in training mm-hmm. so just get up to 10 miles and then you'll get through the rest of it and kind of doing what I know now, I think, well, no, why don't you go to 15, 16? Because then 13 doesn't seem so bad. So I'd kind of, I followed this train and that's what I told them. But then I realized when I got to mile 11, it was just like the worst thing I've ever done in my life. So, you know, my legs were going round, but I don't know how they were going round. Yeah, that uh, that, that last
1: 5K of a half, if you've not, if your body's not ready for it, is just a nightmare. I'd, I'd compare it even to to when you hit the 20 mile wall in a marathon. You know, I mean, you're at a different stage yeah, in yeah. your running journey, aren't you? When you've, you know, you're running marathons, you'll have trained to longer distances. So I'm not saying it's comparable in terms of what physically happens to the body. But certainly mentally, you, your body does hit a wall at 10 miles and you've not trained the distance in a half. And your mind can just not know what to do with that information, can it?
5: No, like like I say, it was my mind was completely somewhere else. My body was kind of doing what it needed to do. My legs were going around as they needed to go around. And it was, I always remember on the first one, kind of the anybody who's done the great north run i'll know you it's like john reed road where you go up the kind of the final hill at about mile 11 and a half ish something like that it's like the last drink stop and then you know you've got this other hill down and then it's the last mile and um all i could think about was kind of stopping and going to the side and walking up but i was just thinking no you're so close just keep going keep going and again you don't want to compare yourself to other people but uh, because you don't know what anybody else has done in training but there's people that are kind of 40 years older than you gliding past you and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. and you're just in your mind you and people in fancy dress costumes that you're thinking how have you run in that for the whole distance but they're kind of gliding up this hill and you just think surely I should be able to keep on going and just do that but it you know it's strange how then over the years like you say you kind of learn little bits and you learn how to pace it differently so I think the switch was the following year and when it when I knew I took a chunk of time off kind of what I always say is with running, it's strange because you don't have an optimum. If someone came along and said to you, well, that's because of your age, weight, whatever, that's your optimum time for running a half marathon. That's what you would set your goal towards. But the Great North Run every year became my kind of marker. That was like my go-to race. And my whole year kind of hinged around that. Mm. So kind of, we used to go on holiday October time. So you'd kind of train for the Great North Run, do the Great North Run, go on holiday, ease off over Christmas. I never used to run much in kind of November, December time. Then I would pick it back up again in January, do the Great North 10k in July and the Great North run in September. And my whole year was just kind of went in that cycle. Um, and and I'd, I'd set myself this target in my mind of saying, all right, well, I'll, I'll kind of try and do them because I'd hit 30 in the August and then done my first Great North run in the September. So I was like, I'll do one every year of my 30s. Um, but then obviously there was a couple of other things that came along that stopped that so i didn't really run that that course i suppose
1: yeah um so great north run clearly huge huge part of your running journey like you said a um, bit of a staple to it but that didn't stop you then as as we've just said the the worm had turned mm-hmm. and you started to de- delve deeper shall we say into into the world of running and and marathons came ultras have came is have came. Yeah. Um, tell me about, are there any like real standout kind of experiences? You know, things where you think that's a bucket list item and, and I'm glad I've achieved that. You know, was it the first marathon? Was it the first ultra? Was there a certain race somewhere that you did it? Anything that really kind of stands out as a pinnacle to you?
5: Um, I think it, for for different reasons, there's a couple. So it's kind of like obviously like first marathon. So I then I uh Kiel, There was my first marathon in 2017. Mm-hmm. So I've done kind of probably what everybody's done. I think I've been entering the London Marathon since about 2014 mm-hmm. and, and never got in. Um. So I for some reason I was just entering London every year, but not really looking at other marathons because I was thinking, well, I want that to be my first and then it got to about 2017 and I thought, well, actually, no, I'll, you know, I should really just do another one and, and kind of see whether I can do it. So I then end at which is again up north at, around the reservoir, seen as or kind of marketed as Britain's most beautiful marathon because of the scenery. What yep. they don't tell you is about all the hills that are kind of. <laughs> <up> <laughs> And I realized once I'd entered, when I used to tell people I was doing it, they were like, have you done a marathon before? No. And then you would just see their expression when you realized that was what you'd chosen to do as your first. It, I no mean, one... uh, s- sorry.
1: Sorry, to, sorry to jump in again, mate. It's my fault. But I just <laughs> the thing is that what people don't tell you is that when it comes to reading about a race, when you're trying to pick one and you're reading like a, a, a bio on a race or a write-up on a race, the word scenic, for something to have a nice view, it tends to have to be at the top of a hill to get that
5: view uh, and, what, and what you realize when you do a keeler is you don't come downhill too much for some right. reason you kind <laughs> of do with the end you kind of still it, it there's sections where you'll go up a hill and then you look and there's kind of people another level above you and you think right. well so do I have to go up there and you, you never seem to come back down right. um but yeah that it, like you said before about kind of walls and stuff like that kind of mile 18 to 20 it, it just went to some dark places in my mind mm. it kind of thought about throwing myself off the hills and stuff like that <laughs> kind of, you know because you have in your mind you have this kind of vision that everybody else is sitting at home wondering how you're getting on when no one really cares other than yourself so you kind of think well I can't let people down and I can't do this and I can't do that so something keeps you going and then I usually hit about mile 22 23 and it kind of it kicks in I think oh, I've only got three miles left so I may as well just kind of go for it um so yeah so that doing my first marathon um was a pretty kind of big milestone. And then the year after that, I'd done the National Three Peaks, but we'd done it as a kind of group from work. And one of the girls who's now our managing director at Workout was telling us about this challenge that she'd done called The Wall. And that again, my naivety, I was like, I don't even know what that is. What's an ultra marathon? She says, oh, you run from Carlisle to Newcastle. It's 69 miles. It's the worst thing I've ever done. And for some reason, what I've learned over time is when someone says that there was something in my mind that kicks in going, oh, well, I wonder if I could do it. I don't know why I <laughs> listen to people when they say it's the worst thing I've ever done. And I think, well, yes, so I shouldn't do it then. Um, but for some reason it kicks in and I just think, oh no, well, I've, I've done halves, I've done marathons. So why don't I try an ultra marathon as well? And we decided to do it as a group for work. We raised over six grand for charity, uh, for a, a cardiac and the young charity and it was kind of the greatest thing I've ever done when I'd finished, but during probably one of the worst things I've ever done. And you, you go through such a range of emotions, but I think when you're finished, you kind of think, well, I got through all that. And it, it, it's strange how kind of running in my life, especially kind of then has an impact on the rest of your life. Cause you think, well, if I've done that, then the, there's probably other stuff I can battle through and actually get on and, and push myself to do more if that makes any sense
0: Mm,
5: um you know because I think mentally when I was younger I used to just give up on stuff too easily I would have went probably if I'd have been mentally stronger I probably would have had a different career path and things like that but running something that over the last kind of 12 years or whatever it is has has really been there to help us as a a barometer for my own mental health and 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 to push on and think well actually no i've done that i've you know i've got up on them early mornings i've i've been to those dark places during the ultras and the marathons but i've still finished so it kind of does give you a, a different perspective on life i suppose yeah
1: absolutely it, it's another another way of looking at things i think sometimes people talk about coping mechanisms from a really running perspective and and it's more about a release or a a distraction or a head clearing space, and I know that for you it's all those things as well. But yeah. I do like I do like that angle of almost thinking to yourself, well, it also proves to me the things that I can achieve, and and that maybe if I do push a little bit further and I try a little bit harder, then I'm going to come out better the other side of it, which I absolutely love. Now, now listen, we, we've we've been talking for for twenty odd minutes already, and I don't want to get to the end of this conversation without talking a little bit about your involvement in the online running community, not just the the fartlek family, um, which you are a very very important part of, but also so you know your involvement with social media um with, with some of the online running groups and all that kind of stuff tell me a little bit about how that came into your running journey and, and, and just what a difference it's made to you
5: um yeah it, it, i suppose kind of it in a way it ran alongside covid i suppose because i just before kind of the first lockdown i'd really i, I joined instagram years ago but it was kind of just probably for a lot of people that ran alongside my facebook and twitter and stuff like that and it, it wasn't really it wasn't it didn't hinge around running it was just kind of my account and i would post every now and again and i hadn't really worked out how to use it mm-hmm. um and then probably 2019-ish i started posting a bit more and I, i'd really i started following a, a few different running accounts and in my mind i thought well actually i want it Instagram in particular I thought I want to make this a kind of just a solely running thing not really connected to much else in my life other than running
1: Mm -hmm.
5: and it'll become my diary and sit alongside my Strava and kind of like you said before like a place to kind of post honestly about stuff and just see how I get on with that and so I was posting odd little bits and you know, was quite happy when I was getting my kind of, it, it was strange when you get like 20 likes and you think, well, why do 20 people like that? There's, there's, I haven't posted anything other than a picture of the map of where I ran and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and then my kids told us, probably start of 2020, they were like, well, cause at the time my Instagram name was just kind of my surname and a part of my date of birth or whatever it had suggested. Mm-hmm. And my kids were like, do you realize you can change your Instagram name? I says, no, no. And they says, oh, you should make it more to do with running. So I don't know how I came up with Marshall, mainly running, but put that and then started to get a few more followers. And the kids were teaching us about using hashtags and stuff like that to to kind of promote it a bit more. And then it was probably more through I'd started following a few more runners through things like wearing. I started to buy true sapien stuff and the the runner stuff and stuff like that. And, you, you know, you get a few followers of people who wear that as well and you tag them in it. And then when you're. through different people i started to see they were kind of sharing about the podcast starting at the end of that year i suppose would that have been 2020 or october
1: october 2020
5: so it's in i'd followed um obviously andy bradley through his um journey and stuff like that and i knew he was coming on so i I don't think i listened to the first episode i might be wrong but i don't think i did you didn't miss anything yeah, I since, obviously I have since I went back because who could have missed John Flynn? But, um, <laughs> you can't miss John Flynn, let's be no, honest. No, no, he, he won't let you. Um, yeah. So we, yeah, so I, I kind of listened to, because I wanted to hear Andy talk because I'd followed his he, journey through all the stuff he went through on Instagram. Um, And I had listened to the, the preview stuff you'd done because that was promoted. And I, I, I've kind of went in and out of a few different podcasts and not really, none of them are really stuck but for some reason, whatever you and Matt were talking about stuck. And um, I th- I probably, there's possibly a little bit I thought, oh, they sound a bit more like me in terms of the way they talk about running. I don't know. Um, but it was just that for me, it was one of the strangest experiences because obviously that kind of took off with what you were doing and you've done the team challenges. And I started following different people that were on the team challenges. They started following me back and kind of numbers started going up and um, I remember at the time I was probably messaging you and, and different people kind of all the group chats started and the the, the different messages you get off different people and I was always worried about offending people and stuff like that and mm-hmm. kind of thinking I'd said the wrong thing in the group chats and stuff and um kind of was getting assurances like no no it's fine you know everybody you crack on and I suppose that just escalated because I always remember that one of the first team challenges was done when you were off from the different points What always sticks in my mind was um, there was one week where you got something like five bonus points for going out and running at least a mile in fancy dress. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a kind of I would describe myself as like an introverted extrovert. So it's kind of like there's something buried within us who wants to be this extrovert. But these voices or whatever will always hold us back. And for some reason, I just couldn't do that challenge for something stopped us going out the door and doing it and i was annoyed with myself for not doing it so i just thought right every other challenge i'm going to throw myself into it whatever they're doing whether it's getting up at four o'clock in the morning to run a mile or can't remember what else we've done running in pink or something like that just thought no i'm going to do all of it because what's the worst that can happen and i suppose that's just escalated over time so doing the team challenges with meeting people up here i, I would running for me was always a very it it was a something i did for me so it was headphones in go to runs go to races not really talk to anybody kind of do it leave type thing um, and it's just it's amazing what it's opened up for the people that you you go to runs now i don't do that many races but i've started getting in a park run kind of, uh begrudgingly in the first instance just to get the points for <laughs> the team and stuff like that but for some reason it's took over my life now on a saturday it does. um but yeah it's it, it it's the different side of it it's the you know it's going to park running and getting there half an hour early and chatting to people who you've kind of recognized off Instagram and stuff like that and having people come up to you and saying like oh do you you know i, I follow you on this and talking to you about stuff and it it still feels quite surreal to us, but it's mm-hmm. um you know in terms of what i do for the running and fundraising for more neurons and stuff like that it's 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 been a huge thing i, I used to average about 500 pound every time i've done the great north run something like that last year my, i targeted myself because i was doing the great north run i was doing an ultra i said well i'll try and raise a thousand pound in the year mm-hmm. like you say I, I decided to put something on instagram saying okay which because it was the second lockdown i was like which one should i do should i do kind of something like seven halves in seven days or should i do the four by four by 48 Mm -hmm. i got the most votes i think there's about 20 votes and something like 13 people said the four by four by 38 uh, 48 and by the time i'd finished that i'd hit over a thousand pound which was my target for the end that was like what start of april
2: yeah
5: getting messages of people at four o'clock in the morning who you've never met before but you know through this podcast and the the online community and they send you messages saying just kind of lying in bed thinking about you and I know you'll be going out and doing the next half hour and I know you'll smash it type thing. And it, it's so humbling for me because I don't expect anything back from it. I don't, you know, I don't have a target in mind of followers I want and likes I want and all that kind of stuff. I just put my stuff out there. Like I say, it's kind of more like an online diary, bit daft on there, sometimes kind of doing countdown to races and stuff like that. But what I get back from it is it, it's like minded people. So it's people who think like you and it's people who understand kind of what you're going through like you say that a lot of people do running for the same reasons for the headspace for the mental health side for the trying to lose weight whatever it'll be but you you have a lot in common and it it, it's just so good to kind of that's like i say that's kind of expanded into setting meetups up for things like the wrasslebot event in january yeah
1: um one thing i did want to say i don't want this to sound like you know an advert for for what the fart like because it's certainly not just about us but, but. communities in general whether that's someone like run spy run talk run there's lots of group uh, we are fearless there's a uh, badass mother runners there's loads of great communities out there that like you said do bring like-minded people together but one thing i wanted to we've got to start thinking about kind of wrapping up soon mate because we could speak yeah. all night but one thing I, I, i'm going to just tell a little story and I, I don't know if you remember this but you talk about being introverted extrovert and it can feel quite overwhelming can't it for Um, to to throw yourself into a community and throw yourself into something new and when i say that neil is an is an og is an original in our community um i'm not exaggerating and i'll tell you a story and i don't know if you'll know that i remember this or if you even remember it but at the end of our first series we had these grand plans that we were going to do a like a rap party Mm -hmm. and it was going to be we get all the people who've been listening and engaging and saying they enjoyed it we're still in lockdown we do a virtual quiz um we'd do a little bit of a banter we'd have some jokes and it'd be like that would be that would be the first step in building our community and I remember it failed well it flopped miserably in terms of engagement we got some of our ex-guests came on the the six seven of us that were on the team and Neil Marshall mm. <laughs> and it was a moment in kind of like my journey where I thought oh maybe this this isn't um maybe this isn't the right thing to do, and maybe people aren't engaged, and maybe it's not something people want to do. But just I just wanted to go and, and say to you kind of quite publicly that you making that effort to come on and there, being the, not being a guest or a member of the core team and putting yourself out there and, and getting involved was something that was really important to me because it made me go, right, that's the seed that grows the oak tree. Yeah. And, that, and that's what we've tried to build. So the point I'm trying to make is what message would you give – I mean, how did it feel stepping into that environment in the first place? And and what would you say to somebody who, whether it's our community or one of the other amazing ones that's out there, somebody that is thinking, do I jump in with two feet or do I just leave it?
5: Uh, well, I would, knowing what I know now, I would say just do it because I do remember that. And I remember kind of getting the invitation to to go on to it and – um saying to my wife kind of I don't understand why they've asked me to like to, to go on this online quiz and have a couple of beers and do that and she said well why don't you just do it because you don't know what will come off the back of it so I was like right okay and I, I remember I think I kind of just sat on mute for most of it, it was a kind of bystand I didn't really in, get involved in the conversation too much I don't think uh, but kind of woke up the next day and had all these messages of different people who were on it and it was just bizarre because at the time I knew what my wife was saying. It was in terms of you don't know what will come off it. But for me, it was never really, I didn't think it would expand in anything else other than what it was, listening to the podcast, messaging people at times, asking how they do, and Now it's become a kind of thing of, you know, there's people linked to this podcast who I speak to most days, whether that be by message or whatever, because they've just became part of, my life and you know what i'll say to you is what runs that off is i turned 40 last year as you know and um my wife had organized a surprise party and I, I really didn't expect anything she'd held one 10 years before for my 30th and i kind of had an idea she was doing it but didn't know where or anything and last year when um because of the lockdowns and because COVID was kind of still people still didn't really want to go out too much i thought we're well, just going out for a meal turned up at a local pub kind of friends and family were there who I obviously hadn't seen for a few years and then five minutes into it, turned round and kind of you all stood there with uh, Sam and Paul and Joe and it was just one of the most bizarre experiences of my life but kind of one of the greatest ones in terms of well why would you come up for this and it was like well and getting messages off different people kind of saying oh sorry we wanted to come up but we, we couldn't make it this weekend or whatever and FaceTime and Matt and stuff and it was it's just strange because i had all my friends and family there and there's the, the, other stuff had gone on in my life kind of before that where i disconnected with a few people and when that kind of sat alongside going into lockdown and and i knew myself because of where i've been mentally in the past i thought this could be really bad for us so running and everything and the podcast has kind of helped us have a structure to my weekend kind of keep on going and i ran the most miles that i ever ran because it was the only thing other than work that I kind of had to do I suppose so going in with both kind of feet to the online community and this community has just shown me that there's there's so many different people out there and if I'm honest when I first joined Instagram and kind of opened it up to a running thing I was I probably fell into the trap of being a bit cynical about it Mm -hmm. and kind of thinking well this person's posting this, but they don't I bet they don't do that. And, you know, and why are they posts about this run when I, you know, they the haven't ran for however many days. And, and you know, and all this stuff going around in your mind, that if anybody was honest, they'd probably all go through the same internal thoughts. Yeah. But really just opening up and really going, well, actually, everybody is doing running for different reasons. Everybody's got a diff everybody's at a different stage of the journey, I thought, because I still think of myself as a kind of novice runner. I don't really think of myself as a you know, I kind of forget how long I've been running stuff like that. And by speaking to people through this community, they'll say, oh, I only got into it during lockdown. But I think I think of everybody in this group as kind of a more experienced runner than me, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I can't understand it when they're saying "Oh, they're at the part of the journey I was at 10 years ago and stuff like that. So it, it it's quite good to then. I don't try and coach people. I would never try and coach people, but it's quite good to be when you hear them kind of say, oh, well, I don't think I'd ever be able to run a half. And you go, well, why not? Cause I can So if I can, anybody can, you know, they, they, and that's, I don't think of myself as any better than anybody else. Um, but it's like just that. like, like I say, now it's strange going to Manchester marathon this year and kind of knowing that yous were going to be a different parts and seeing people at the start of the race who are shouting you over because they recognize you from kind of being connected to the podcast, if that's the way to say it. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, going to races now is a different experience it's different yeah. than what it used to be in the past. And it's, it, it kind of takes away all that anxiety and nerves and pressure that you put on yourself, maybe before it, because you you kind of, it, it's, it's, it's a different event. It's not just an event that I go to, try and run it in a certain time and leave. It's an event that I go to, you know, I drove all the way to Manchester this year and was devastated that I had to drive home because I knew yous were going on the drink afterwards and stuff like that. And I know you were drinking during it um so much, I,
2: did, I didn't stop yeah
5: because i saw you at several points when you know <laughs> I'm, I'm in that real hitting mile 26 and really hurting and then seeing you at the side going yeah they look like they're having a good day
0: um
5: <laughs> but you know coming and standing with you afterwards and cheering the rest of looking out for people that are connected to the podcast and the thought like family and stuff like that and cheering them on it's like it's something i haven't done before and it's now I'm i'm kind of looking at the next 12 months and thinking well actually there's I know there's races that people are doing that I probably won't do the race myself, but I'm trying to work out how I can get there just to support. And it, it's, it's really, it's really humbling. Like I say, even from the fundraising perspective where people have got involved and, you know, I've, I've had people through this community where the, the, the kids are donating 20 quid of the pocket money because they've told them what I'm doing and stuff like that. And like, that makes no sense in my mind. You know, it's like, well, how, how did we get to this point? But I, I don't know. I, I try not to question it. I just go along with it. And it, you know, for me, it's I think what you've created is just the, the the online community is something for running, and it's fantastic. And everyone on Instagram is great. I, I think out of the social media platforms, for me, it's it's the better one in terms of the it's it's not as toxic. It's still got its flaws, I suppose, but. For the community you've created and, you know, for whatever part I can play in that, I'll, I'll always support everything you're doing because you have, you know, kept me going through certain things like I know you have with everybody else. And, you know, I've been through stuff in the last couple of months, which is possibly the worst things I've ever been through. But, you know, people just sending messages, just saying, thinking about you and here, if you need to talk, it's, you know, it it, it means more to me than I could probably ever express.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant words and uh, and very, very much appreciated. Now listen, as I expected, we've run miles over.
5: You would. You gonna, to do
1: an extended I'm, cut. No, no, no. It'll be it'll all be in there, but I'm gonna get in trouble with Jack. So let's wrap this up. Um I know you've got great great North Run coming up. What else is in plan for you? What what what's the next big goal?
5: Uh well, like I said before, for some reason when I see bad things they're doing switches off. So I was meant to do pendle this year. <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot you were doing. But yeah, yeah,
1: you, you knobhead! It's gonna I, be, and, it's gonna be shit.
5: Yeah, I know. And everything I saw, everything I saw, and all the messages uh, that, and uh, I actually, I'm sure I rang you halfway through it. Yeah. And yeah, you pretty were cool. tell us how bad it was. Yeah, but for yeah, some true. reason, that still made us kind of defer or re-sign up for next year. Oh, um, worry. it's probably because I had two nights to use in the uh, the the Premier Inn in Burnley, you see, so I kind of uh, gave that up. So, yeah, so I'm doing that in February, but kind of after the Great North Run, the main focus will be, I've done Manchester this year, and I was quite happy with my time, considering my training hadn't been great. Mm-hmm. They're kind of been stop-start, so uh, there's a few where kind of your good friends there, uh, JP and Matthew, uh, have set ourselves different targets for really trying to take a chunk off with PBs at Manchester again. So there'll be Great North Run, and then probably a block of training for Manchester. Keep taking over to Len with Pendle in between. So everything could change uh, depending on what happens at Pendle. But um, no. And then possibly getting back into ultras next year, I think, is and um, possibly doing Race to the Castle again in June or July or whenever it is. So uh, that's about it.
1: Brilliant. Good, good goals to have. Apart from Pendle, that's going to be absolutely awful, and I can't wait to. I sure
5: mean, i run again after that.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll be there again, but just watching with Musiala uh drinking as as is standard. Um, right, that is that is us done, my friend. Before I let you go, anything else you wanted to mention? Anyone you wanted to say, you wanted to say hello to? Anything you wanted to shout out? Anything at all before we get this uh, this cut before Jack kicks off?
5: Uh, no, just obviously I've, I've, I'm have I've not going to big up too much because I've already done it, but, um you know, for everything you do and uh, kind of how you just keep it going and, and get everybody together and keep kind of the active chats for a lot of people that need it. Um, you just probably don't get enough praise, but everybody that's involved in the community, like I say, just one kind of final thank you for the last couple of months because um, it's been very much appreciated
1: here Wonderful words. Right then, my brother, I will let you get back to it. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you, I don't know, soon, I reckon.
5: Soon, yeah, definitely.
1: And it feels weird, Matt, that it's the first time in about five weeks that I'm saying this, but that my fine foot four my fine foot for friend. See, I'm turning into you now. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm rusty. I'm out of practice. Oh, and that mm. felt awful. Let's try that again. My fine four foot friend, that was Neil Marshall. What did you think? That
2: was yeah, awesome. Uh, like I said in uh, one of the last episodes of Series Seven, um, Fartlet Family Favorites are my. Uh, Fartlet, I've, you've set me off now. Fartlet oh. Family OGs oh, are my favorite guests, and uh, oh, Neil I, I,
1: I liked, I liked Fartlet Family Favorites. a bit of alliteration. Yeah, I didn't mean to do it, but we'll go, we'll go with it. <laughs> Roll with it. Uh, great, great <laughs> chat, wasn't it? I, lo- I love Neil. He's such an honest bloke, and um, yeah. takes the rough with the smooth. And it was, it was just, it was just a really nice chat. Yeah, and
2: what what the chuff is he doing, Pendle for it? We've we've had this conversation loads of times on this podcast. Mm. Oh, and he listens. Wow. And he
1: listens. He listens every week. He knows that it's disgusting. <sighs> but...
2: An idiot. Are we gonna go and
1: support him? Yeah, we probably will do. Yeah, mate, we'll you're cry. really impressionable. You're gonna get you're gonna get roped into doing it. I probably will do. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> not a... There you go, Neil Marshall. This is your calling card right now. A little bit of gentle persuasion and Matt will be up that hill again with you. Like a little canary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What? one one thing that neil talked about a lot that i was um i really enjoyed in the conversation and you probably heard me got a little bit emotional a little bit of a lump in my throat mm. while we were doing it because neil's such a big part of fat like family was the community stuff and um yeah. we've come out of we didn't really in the in the, in segment 1 we didn't really go too much into the the fat like family weekend we talked about it on the football podcast didn't we um a few yes. weeks ago you came on and, and talked about specifically the football side of things yeah. and we and, and and we didn't really get round to talking about it but i think now might be a good opportunity because it was was this community is really important to us, isn't it? And um, yeah, it was it was such a, it was such a lovely weekend. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent lovely weekend. I mean,
2: everyone came together and <clears throat> we got more numbers than I thought we were ever going to get uh, when, when we started this this stupid little thing that we're doing this podcast. And uh, yeah, just just seeing everybody come in and, and enjoying the weekend and and having a laugh and just getting together. And Neil Marshall was there and loads of other people came along. And it just, yeah, it it was just great to see everyone getting drunk
1: and just having a good time. Brilliant. Absolutely. And one of the biggest wins I thought of of the weekend, because again, this was one that I didn't really know how successful it would be. I know that, you know, we, we love Parkrun on this show and and the guests, the guests, they're not guests, the team members that we're going to introduce in, in just a moment, absolutely embody that. But, you know we've been doing the Parkrun run cup the Park run league, but again I didn't know how many people were going to think I'm going to get out of bed on a Saturday morning and do part run. But when we descended like a wave onto Hillsborough Parkrun on that on that Saturday morning for the weekend, it was absolutely absolutely awesome. And I don't think we're the best people to talk about it, Matt. So should yeah. we introduce our our awesome Parkrun power couple for the first time this series and get them involved? We'll, we'll have a little chat about the old uh, uh, the old Hillsborough Parkrun and then also what they've been up to for the past five weeks. So uh, Ben, Emma, are you there? hello yeah we're here
3: we are here hello get the professionals in
1: get the professionals in absolutely and <laughs> um, we're phasing you out slowly more and more this series man just for better better people um how are we doing guys you're right yeah yeah it's good to be back
3: it's it? it's, it's been a while it's fast it's, too it's long. been
1: too long i feel it's been too long
3: yes definitely i mean god we were trying to remember back to the first part one we did after the last series and it feels like ages ago now. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and and that's the
1: uh, the premise for this week's show. It's gonna be a little bit of a whistle stop tour, a potted history of your August at Parkrun, isn't it? But before we get into August, there was one that we didn't review. Um, again, because of the length of the break. And that's the one that me and Matt were just alluding to. So that was Hillsborough Park Run. We did with everybody. Your um probably your home uh, used to be your hometown park run, of course, Ben. Um
3: one of your favourites. Uh
1: it was a great day, wasn't it?
3: It was brilliant. Um Hillsborough, like you say, used to be my home park run. And back at the start of my park run journey, tourism wasn't really a thing. Um I wasn't I was a bit lazier, so I used to like my lions and I used to just turn up at Hillsborough every week and as you saw, I knew a lot of the people and the faces there, and uh, it was good to be back. Actually, it was quite nice. I know, I know, we go to a different one every week at the moment, but. It's it's quite nostalgic going back to that one and remembering uh, where I'd where I've done a lot of runs around there and uh, seeing a lot of friendly faces. So
1: yeah, I was I was about to say, and of course, friendly faces from your past. A lot of Striders go down there, don't they? So a lot of running club mates, but also friendly faces from the like family. There's alliteration for you, tiny dancer. What um, uh, did you guys expect the amount of people that we managed to get down? That that turquoise take over that sea of turquoise that descended over that hill
4: no i mean i think with a lot of people arriving on the friday we thought oh that might take a few people out they might uh, yeah. have a few beers and stay in bed yeah. but uh, it was just amazing turning up and seeing that sea of turquoise um everybody just Giving everybody a big hug and there's people you've never met before, but you've you've seen the faces so much on Instagram and you've chatted to them in the group chat and it's just like you've known them for
1: years. Mm. It's so strange and so lovely at the same time. It was brilliant, wasn't it? And and the weather just about held out for us. It got a bit drizzly at times, didn't it? But it was good. Uh, Matt, you brought your mum mm. as well, didn't you? I did. Yeah, she came along. Got a warm welcome from everybody. That's what Statman <laughs> John said. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Matt's mum
1: came I saw your mum this morning on, Matt. I saw your mum this morning on my run, you know. Oh you mm. did did you? Yeah, she I was what? walking she was walking a bit funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you did you, so did you actually see her or you just is this part of the joke? <laughs> no,
1: no, I saw your <laughs> mum on that footpath <laughs> by the farm that you told me about. I actually saw your <laughs> mum.
2: <laughs> oh dear. <laughs>
1: And she wasn't actually walking funny. Just that was part of the joke. (laughs) I didn't just leave your mum like injured in an alley. (laughs) Like she was, (laughs) she was walking fine. She she clearly had a good night's sleep. (laughs) Or not. Or not. Or not, as the case may be. Matt, you're not um, meant to encourage this. <laughs> an
2: online, fucking mother. Do you want to stop?
1: I I think that Matt sometimes forgets that we're talking about his mum and gets carried away with the joke. Then he's like, "Oh my God, that's my mother.
3: <laughs> your mum." Yeah. Which you is also now. which is also going on a t-shirt.
1: No, we will we will leave that. We'll put that one to bed for now until next week. Um. But yeah, Hillsborough was amazing. What a great experience. Thank you so much to everybody who came. Um, great experience start to finish. Those who volunteered, some of us volunteered, I volunteered, people ran together. It was nice to see a lot of people. Some people went for some fast ones. I think uh, good old Doug Witness, Darren, he was going out, seeing it, see testing himself on the course. Some people just ran and had chatty, chatty runs in twos and threes and fours. Um, it was great, wasn't it? We all stayed at the end. Um, uh, clapped a young lady through doing her first park run. In a long time, it was it was just a great experience. I think I really really enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, brilliant. It was like you say, it was great to see so many people just clumping together and running together and having a good laugh. And there were lots of pictures because uh, Carol was there with a the camera, and it made for some great pictures. Seeing the little groups of turquoise just cropping up all the time, and it's a lovely course and nice new paths at hillsborough and They've they've changed the course from when I used to run it regularly as well, and I think it's a little bit faster now. Mm. Uh, it still stinks in the area because of a oh, team that very local uh, <laughs> but, but we can deal with that we can deal with that um but That's yeah funny. no, we, we loved it and we got a great photo at the end and uh it was it was like like em said and you've said it was great to see some people there that you'd never seen before mm. um who just turned up and decided they were going to come to hillsborough park running a horrible part of sheffield on a saturday morning just to meet yeah. us friendly people so Absolutely. You've said Oh, don't start. I am beautiful, yes, but the area is. <laughs> anyway, moving
1: on, and we have to do so swiftly because I could wax lyrical about that weekend all day if I had the opportunity. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe it's for another episode, but um, we've got a lot to get to. You guys have been rocking the parkrun tourism week in, week out um so we're bringing the segment back it's one of my favorites um but this week and this week only we're not just holding in on one park run are we guys we're gonna take a whistle stop tour around ben and emma's august
3: of park run excitement mm. what a busy month it was a busy busy month so so the first one we went to after the last uh episode was bramshaw park run bramshaw mm-hmm. park park run i think it is um which is down in new toxeter um, quite a new event and lovely little event. It's it's on a mixture of gravel, grass and tarmac. Um, it's really thin paths in places. Three laps, um, quite like I say, quite tight. And they they warned us about a um, what did they call it? A spicy
4: hill? Fruity or a spicy hill? But. Fruity. Or...
3: <laughs> I mean. It
4: wasn't a hill.
3: No, it was it was literally mm. about 20 meters of mild incline. But apparently that's a hilly new Toxeter, so so we laughed at it. But but yeah, we had a we had a great run round and uh we, we met some familiar faces.
4: Yeah, uh Mark Crawford came down to see us. Uh his gym was
3: conveniently
4: right next to the part run, so we were bugging him while it, through the window while he was on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> Good. He came down to do the park run as well. And then we finally met the Cheshire runners, Nathan and Alice, who are both um just as obsessed with partner tourism as we are um, so that was lovely uh, i had a run around with nathan um, this was just before their wedding so they're getting really excited for the wedding and ben was very impressed by alice because she really wanted to get the palindrome challenge which is where you've got to get say like 32 23 uh, so at the end of her run, she decided to stop and walk from the finish.
3: She did, didn't she? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what, a, what, a,
1: what a Mary Ben's, I was going to say, i going to send Ben weak at the knees with behaviour like that.
3: Um, so, but- it's, it's so risky because I tried it as well because I, I, I tried to stop and get a stopwatch and I missed out by one second because of them pressing the timer. So <laughs> it's never your fault, is it? It's <laughs> your them, who knows? But she risked it and she got it. So fair play to her.
1: Um, hey, hey! Before, before we move on past the, that very apt point, guys, a bit of an exclusive. Did you know? Well, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you. At some point, this series uh, give you a, a worldwide exclusive. The uh, the Cheshire Runners going to come on and be guest on the podcast. Ah, uh,
4: lovely!
3: Oh, nice. I was something would be on at some point. There we go. Nice, nice, nice. That'll be good. That'll be. It'll be interesting to hear about their honeymoon where they've just been on, uh, yeah. traveling around Hawaii and San Francisco and. They went wow. somewhere else as well, I can't remember, but they got an international park running as well, of course. So, Absolutely. Almost, almost as uh, as nuts on it as you two are, aren't they? Well, talking about that, we met a very interesting guy at Bramshaw Road.
4: Yeah, because Ben was uh, barcode scanning and then token sorting,
3: because he mm-hmm.
4: wanted token sorting, and I got chatting to a couple of tourists, and there was a guy who'd done 304 different events, different
3: venues. Wow amazing but that's incredible i mean we're very very jealous but we'll get there one day but mm. it was uh it was a very excitable man and uh, him and his friend and uh yeah they loved talking about it didn't they what was their favorite one
4: well he picked a really random place because we said oh yeah fountains it, you know it's really scenic and he says oh i like the ones that are just like in the middle of a council estate and you're running around <laughs> Running it around a Safeway's car park or something. It's just got a special
1: bit of charm to it. We'll <laughs>
4: like, never get to that point.
3: <laughs> it makes, makes you run faster, I suppose. He's hes clearly forgotten about it, but forgotten about the good ones with the bad ones. But uh, but yeah, so Bramshaw Road was a cracking park run. You're in New Toxeter. We took a quick drive into the town centre and we found a, a lovely little cafe and had a massive full English breakfast, which was dirt cheap, so... Uh, and the markets were on as well, and we had a good little look down. The markets didn't buy anything, resisted, mm. but lovely, lovely place down in New Toxeter. There you go. There you go. Where did you go next? So that was week one, week two, Hillsborough. We've just covered. Yes. That was that one. So then on to week three, which was Glossop. Oh, Glossop. A million miles away, is it? No. It's just over the uh, Snake Pass or the Woodhead Pass, whichever way you go from Sheffield, um, right in the middle of the Pennines. And again, lovely, really, really nice. I'd kind of I'd heard other people do it had done this one before and I heard like trail and hills and I thought don't know if I really want to be doing that one yet. But we decided we thought we'd go for it and yeah, no, it was it was beautiful. It was it was tarmac and it was trail. Um the trail bits were quite interesting, they were but well, there was one that was a really like quite a medium-sized incline, and it was had big stones sticking out of it, so foot placement was very much uh, required to make sure you didn't trip. And um, the other one had tree roots everywhere, but but the course itself was was lovely. Was it three laps? It was three laps, wasn't it? GPS all over the place because you're mainly under tree coverage for most of it. So. um you you come round a pond and there's a, a lovely little rose garden that you run through as well that was that was very nice and uh yeah it was it was great
4: um uh, yeah ben was uh, again ben was volunteering at the end and the lovely little touch that they had at the end for when you've you've sprinted round and then
1: there's a nice little table to sit down and barcode scan Hmm. Oh, there you go. I don't know why they've not got more. Do you know what junior part runs tend to have a table for barcode scanning? I've been to a fair few juniors where where we uh, I think I volunteered at Clitheroe, um, down at Heaver Tree in Exeter, Heavy Tree sorry, and and they and yeah tables that just makes sense. Just sit down. It's you don't have to be vertical to barcode scan, do you?
3: No, it was great. I uh, I got to have a nice little little easy kind of run round and then i got to sit down at the end of it and just scan out. it was brilliant and uh but to be fair there were only two of us and at one point about 50 people came through the finish at the same time so it was pretty chaotic what so, is a task, you hive his hero i was bam 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 you know me quicker, quicker on the draw <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, That's what she but- said we we can oh, ask him. here he is here he is we can ask whatever <laughs> on the
1: spot give us an average time
3: Emma. <laughs> anyway moving on um, <laughs> lovely lovely team of volunteers there and and the run director we turned up and, and there was me again like as i do with all part runs we go to we look for a purple sign straight away i want to be seeing this as i'm walking to it or driving in there and um, I'll tell you, I, I do get quite excited. Normally, before we've pulled up, we can see it. Or as soon as we walk around the corner, I'm like, purple sign. Um, but, but <laughs> like, we got... like a kid at fucking Christmas.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Santa!
3: <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, but we turned up a gossip and it wasn't out. So I, I, as we're approaching the little team of volunteers and they're all stood around talking and... Uh, I said to the run director, I could see it in the cupboard at the back, and uh, I was like, "Excuse me, um, any chance we can have that purple sign out?" Uh, and you know what? She was, she was like, "Yeah, of course you can." She was dead excited about getting it out, and uh, I thought that was brilliant. I thought, I thought that was great because obviously some run directors don't get all their signs out, and
1: uh, oh yeah, we don't, we, we we don't, we don't talk about those though,
3: do we then? No, 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 no. Because if if I ever come. Yeah, we st- do. We name him, <laughs> him. Yeah, and shame them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then ben ends, up, Ben's, ben ends up having to make donations to charity on the back
3: of it. So. Yeah, all right, fair. Well, no, no donation <laughs> needed this time. She was very enthusiastic about getting it out, as, as as all run directors should be. Um, and she was, she took our picture with it, and she was dead excited about doing it. And I warned her that she was going to be judged, and she was more than happy. Um and she did she did a good job didn't she she was was great great morning at Glossop and the weather was nice as well on
1: that one yeah lovely part of the world Glossop we drive past it all the time when we're doing Sheffield witness so um I think that might be one that we have to frequent at some point in the future where did you go next
4: so the week after that we went to Hyde um over the same way again over Manchester way um this one was another little hidden gem so it said it was like three laps round a park and you just think oh, that, sounds a bit, that sounds a bit boring sounds a bit witness that doesn't it yeah but it wasn't at all it was um it actually it's half tarmac half trail mm-hmm. and it goes off onto a lovely trail which was in the shade because it was a very hot day um so that was lovely the only problem with that was there was a stretch where there was no marshals and no cones, and I nearly went the wrong way and turned back into the park, which would have been really embarrassing. Yeah. But thankfully, Mega I did Megan shortcut. It would have been. <laughs> yeah, it would. Have, well, I think I would have run out, run out onto the course in front of some like volunteers, and they would have just turned me around. It
3: would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> and I just put the emphasis back on the warm. That was a very, very warm morning. That one hides. Yeah. But like Em said, when he got down into the traily bit at the bottom, you, you kind of, you started on a bit of a hill and then he went around the loo block and then it was downhill for ages. And then he went into the trail and that was basically flat. And then he had to climb up a hill and it was, it was a cheeky little hill, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, like
4: a, you dipped down and then went straight back up, which mm. was a bit
3: mean. Yeah, it was, it was mm. interesting one, but it, it was lovely. There were lots of shaded parts on it. The volunteers, oh my God, they were so enthusiastic and, uh, well, at the start, when the run director was doing his announcement, when she was doing her announcement, I think it was she mm-hmm. on the day. um Any volunteers here, we put our hands up. We were the only volunteer, uh, not volunteers, <laughs> tourists. Uh, yeah. The only <laughs> volunteers. We couldn't do all the volunteering. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. Um we were the only tourists there and some of the volunteers had remembered that before they'd gone off to their position. So like I was running down the hill and there was one lady shouting, Come on, Barnsley, come on. Yeah. And there another lady as you come out the trail and she just did... <laughs> It was funny
4: because she was like, You're all amazing, you're doing you just you're just running she'd... so well. And it's like, Oh wow she
3: she'd, she'd taken a few too many happy pills that morning.
4: But not as many as one of the timekeepers. Yeah. Now this guy has got one of my favourite volunteer of all time. He would give you a run for your money, Rob.
1: Really? Oh, well, See, I take offence of that because I
4: feel like I'm the challenge. volunteer of all the time. Well, challenge he,
3: accepted. Yeah.
4: We'll show you this video and then, yeah, challenge accepted. But Guess,
1: guess I'm bringing like, my cowbell to parkrun next week. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, he had
3: his bell. He had a bell, and you could hear it probably back in Sheffield.
4: yeah I mean, I, I don't know how he didn't break the bell. He was ringing it that enthusiastically, and it was like a slight it was an uphill finish, and he was encouraging everybody to sprint that finish.
3: It was it so was great if you um if you go on YouTube and google uh, not Google, if you go on YouTube and look for Hyde Park run, there's a video of him on there. Somebody else has gone and done the park run and videoed it all and you can and you can actually witness him there rob and i mean he was quite tame in that video but when we were there he was yeah he was going for it um but it we'll was see. great we'll see yeah we'll well, see. i'm sorry rob, <laughs> <but> <laughs> <How> <laughs> <upset> <laughs> does rob sound now
1: i've taken genuine offense to this um no i, t- I tell you what though i do <laughs> i do think that i mean this is not me saying that you know, all volunteers need to be happy and shouty and clappy because we're not all those type of people, are we? And it it takes all all types of people to get involved and, and help Parkrun. You know, if you're more of an introvert and you know you you're not confident and comfortable being that that you know energised and and kind of shouty and all that kind of stuff. That you know that's not it's not to take away from the value of everybody and anybody can volunteer at Parkrun and absolutely mm. should do. But it does really add something. Like not to hijack the segment, but Paul and I went to Sherwood Pines this weekend. And the RD, big shout out to him, was absolutely incredible. Like it's a big part, and you guys have done Sherwood Pines before. They get good numbers. He had a he had he had a little PA system, and he was so engaging. He was so interactive. He was so charismatic. He was in and out with his little portable microphone, asking the tourists where they came from. It and it just it does really add something to the whole. You take you set off with a big smile on your face, don't you? And it it,
3: it really adds that extra that extra dynamic to Parkrun. I think. Definitely. We'd, I mean, it, it, we it recommend it, it, everybody to go there. Yeah. Sorry, Matty. Were you actually going to contribute? Go oh, on, no.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I was just saying, it make, it make, no, it just makes it more memorable. You, you remember those characters when you're running around. There's, like, there's one at uh, Poolsbrook on the far side, the yes. old boy that's always screaming, yeah. screaming your name. And then when, yeah. we to, when we went down to Bondner as well, there was the, uh, the old boy on the corner doing yeah. the same. It's them, them sort of characters that, that make you push on and, and try and try and mm. imp- not improve, yeah. but uh, just give just you a bit of a spur and put a smile on your face.
3: Agreed. I was um, I was barcode scanner get hired afterwards, and one of the other barcode scanners that were with me never done a park run. I forget how many times he'd volunteered though. He wow. he said he just likes to go for a walk on a Saturday morning, and he he ended up walking through the park a few years ago, and came across park run, and then he he stood and watched it for a bit, and then he just decided he wanted to get involved, and he now just incorporates it into his Saturday morning walk to. Walk to the park, barcode scan, and then walk home. Love that. Awesome. Love that. Really. What really a guy. Good. What a guy.
1: Amazing. Amazing. So it sounds like we're absolutely cooking on gas. We're, we're topping ourselves every week with these park runs, guys. Where do you go next?
4: So the week after, we went to East Park in Wolverhampton.
1: Was it? this was this your compass thing?
4: Yeah. So yeah. we decided to get our east. Um, it was a two-hour drive, so it was a bit you know we are a bit ridiculous sometimes but we mm. thought why not um and it could have been a bit of a boring park run so it's three laps tarmac flat not very interesting park lovely if possible pb course if you if you're fancying it but karen creswell lives in that area so she came down to meet us before the park run lovely, uh she love yeah, it was lovely to see her. She wasn't running part because run she had a ridiculous uh, beer run after that. Yes, that she- I saw her about that. <laughs> looked like a lot of fun. And then we just got to the lose in the park before the part run. And I saw somebody running along in some vapor flies and I'm looking at the shoes thinking, do oh, I bet this guy's fast. Running towards us. It's only Carl Barnes. So
1: <laughs> legend Leg- of the park run league, Carl Barnes.
4: Yeah, yeah,
1: so it was
4: lovely. We uh, yeah, we got to have a good catch up with Carl and Stacey as well. We
3: did, yeah, yeah. We uh, we had a good run around, and again, I was barcode scanning afterwards, so Carl, Stacey, and them were all stood around chatting, and then we decided we'd all go for breakfast together. And uh, I'd I tell, some...
1: tell you what, you, you and all these other part run couples, I'm getting a bit worried someone's going to bring the car keys to one of these events soon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. oh, only because I'm <laughs> jealous and I want to be involved, and Sammy won't come with
3: me. I'm, I'm worried too, actually, because we always take Emma's car, so we <laughs> <laughs> Um So, so we decided to go for breakfast together, and we and Carl and Stacey had already kind of chosen where they wanted to go. So we said, so we said, yeah, we'll go, we'll go with you. And they chose Tim Hortons. Now we'd never heard of Tim Hortons, and when we originally drove to the park, we looked at it and went, yeah, we'd never been there, we'd never been there. So we were like. Yeah, we'll come with you to it. We'll try it. Have can you ever I, been?
1: Can I, can I can I, just go out on a limb? Yeah, can go I, on. Can I just make an assumption? You fucking hated it.
3: Yeah, it wasn't very nice.
4: Hate's <laughs> yeah. hey, a strong word. I think we walked in and got really excited and then realised it's like a poor man's McDonald's. It, yeah, yeah, it's not very
3: good. It, complete rip-off of a Maccadies. But with extras, though. I mean, it did have extras. And to be fair, we had the breakfast and it is just McDonald's just... Under a different name, we had we had the sausage and egg bagels and muffins and breakfast wrap, etc. We did have extras, by the way. um And then and then as we were leaving, I got a milkshake to take for the drive home, and that that was actually quite nice. But the actual food food wasn't very good. I wasn't too impressed there. But uh... it's just
1: it's just fast food, in it? McPaul loves it. McPaul's a big Tim Hortons fan.
3: But Yeah. If... If, 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 if you're doing,
1: for me, you, you stay safe and steady, don't you? If it's going to be a fast food, if it's going to be a quick and easy one, Costa every time. Or MacD's. Or
3: MacD's. Yeah. Can't go wrong with the Mac. With yeah. the
1: enough,
3: yeah. But, yeah, so that was East Park. Like Em said, nothing much to say about it. The mm-hmm. flats. Well, it was kind of flat. One side was, it was witness style. Yeah, I thought it was yeah l- little climb, but you get it back. Yeah, absolutely. Um... But yeah another lovely sunny day and uh, like i said two hour drive but we had time that saturday the, the previous saturday we were in a bit of a rush that's why we went to hide again because it was it wasn't too far away so yeah east park big journey but but we needed it for the compass and while we were sat in tim hortons with carl and stacy we were talking about compass and they're like oh so what have you got left and we were like we just need west now uh and i don't i, I didn't know where many Wests were i knew there was one in south wales and so we decided to have a look and uh car was like no oh, there's one near there, hull beverly westwood so right. instantly in our mind hull that's not far away let's do that next week so next, week, next week. week's plans are made absolutely so at the weekend just gone we traveled to beverly westwood um and it was beautiful it was yeah like i say it was it was only about an hour away um I'll let Em tell you about the course, because uh, she found it more exciting than me. Um,
4: so I might have said before, I really hate running on grass. It just, mm-hmm. I just feel like it zaps the life out of me. So I wasn't that excited about this one. It's it's round a pasture, and um, it's just cows, Roman cows. The cows own the land. We're just their guests.
1: Roman cows? R- R- have oh, they, 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 they got, like, spears and hats on? <laughs> I heard that as well. <laughs>
3: Sorry, Emma. Sorry, Emma. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, there's no like, there's no set. Okay, Roman times. Someone send J. Theodore. I'm gonna take a still out of one oh. of my. Room. Send it to him. <laughs> Let him his magic.
1: There's definitely a graphic coming of a cow in a Roman centurion outfit, isn't there? Right. Sorry, Emma. I'm gonna. I'm on my best behaviour now. So
4: it is basically two laps of a field there is no path um the marshals just point you in the right direction and there's just a few cones and that is about it um and if the cows want to walk in your way then then they will that it is their it is their field Mm. Um, yeah it's hilly it was
3: yeah you start on a hill um and then and then you've got a nice bit of downhill and then and then you climb up a hill which is called hill 60 and conveniently placed halfway up hill 60 is is a reminder that they do have a defibrillator at the end of it (laughs)
1: it's that Uh, kind
3: of course yeah yeah it was an interesting hill. it wasn't just straight up it was kind of like lumpy hill you go you go up the hill but then they were like oh what would you call it like rolling. Yeah, kind of a rolling hill in the way you go up and then there's a little bit down, up, down and it was it was a fun one. and uh, Yeah, it was great to run all on grass, get the trail shoes out and have a full trail shoe experience. Um, and we were coming into the finish. I, I decided to have a bit of an easy run because I knew it was going to be a lovely park run. The weather was nice, so I thought I'm going to film a lot of this. So I'm not going to I'm not going to go like the clappers. So I'm filming it and I'm coming into the finish and. I randomly thought, wait a minute, I wonder what position I'm in for position bingo. Here. Um, and when I shouted, at the guys, I was about 20 meters away. I said, well, what position's next? And he goes 20, and I said, right, I'm not finishing yet then. So I, <laughs> I pulled off to the side, knowing I needed 24. And uh, and he was, they were laughing at me, and I said, uh, he said, what do you need? So I said 24. So I had to stand there for 30 seconds and wait for other people to run down the hill. And then I just snuck in at number 24. So another one ticked does up. Not,
1: does not oh. surprise me. Does not no. surprise me in the slightest. So that got you a compass.
3: Uh, got us a compass, yeah. Got me another position bingo and a barcode scanned again, obviously. Um, and then M was down to do token sorting. I was playing about with the purple sign at the end, as I always do, moving it. They, I mean, they've got such a lovely park run with a brilliant backdrop and all this open field and that and they've tucked it away under a tree in the shade i'm thinking amateurs amateurs. you need to get that out of there so so we got it out we took our pictures and by this point there can i just say i'll I'll, I'll filter into this but they were putting everything away so so i I had to go putting the purple sign away and i was under strict supervision from the uh the run director there was a lot of pressure on but nailed it obviously but then we we walked down to to where they were clumping stuff together oh my god i've never seen a park run so well organized but because it's in a field and all they do is they stick those um prongy things in i don't know the actual word for them now mm-hmm. uh, pr- 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 prongy things explains it well enough ben. Prongy, prongy posts with arrows on and there's loads of cones etc etc they had like it was all laid out there were about six boxes and about six bags and on each box and bags was written down exactly how many posts and cones etc in there and what position on the course that is oh, so, but be- i bet you were twitching with joy looking at them. Oh, mate, i i got chatting to one of the guys i'm like mate this is really really good i like this this is so well organized um and it was it was brilliant to see um but the, the only problem is with the token sorting, they have this strict procedure where you have to walk about half a mile to the pub to go and do your token sorting. I mean, in the time that we were walking, we could have sorted the tokens about three or four times over, but, uh, but it was fine. I suppose in the end we we went to the pub and yeah. me, M, and one other sat down and uh, we got the token sorted in about five minutes or, or less and, uh, that was that was three volunteering things for the day for me. Can I just add token there sorting, post event close down, and and barcode scanning.
1: Uh, man of many talents.
3: Well, there you go. You know me, never shy at volunteering. Um, but Beverly, lovely place, really nice place to walk around. It's very picturesque little town. Some really old. I want to say. Uh, uh, edwarden Ch- or Tudorian? Ch- Ch- Tudorian. A... <laughs> I, I don't know it might be right it Wait,
1: sounds
3: no. good um but yeah lovely place and uh it's it was packed and then we realized why it was packed because the 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 pasture that you run on is right next to the race course horse racing got yeah lots of people turning up all smartly dressed in the middle of town in the pubs getting getting drunk nice and early and uh and just as we were leaving, we were parked in one car park where all the coaches park. And just as we were walking back to the car, this coach parked up, opened the doors, and out got a whole load of Coventry City fans who, who'd been on the coach all morning getting drunk as well. So, yeah, were they playing Hull? They were, yeah, they were. So it was, uh, I don't know why they went to Beverly though, because <clears throat> Beverly is north of Hull. You have to drive kind of you have to come off the m62 early and go up to beverly whereas you could stay on the m62 and go directly into hull so maybe they were early and they just wanted to find somewhere to go boozing. but um, maybe,
1: maybe they were just avoiding going to hull too soon
3: well Hull is hull it's not yeah. very glamorous um but yeah beverly love really lovely place and again the weather was great we went for breakfast we were wandering around go on you tell them about breakfast because i'm still annoyed
4: well, I think there's probably a million nice places to go for breakfast, but we left it too late. It was really busy. We were both starving and we picked somewhere really crap.
1: You went to and... Tim Hortons, didn't you?
4: <laughs> no, it was a, <laughs> this lovely looking little cafe that was also like a craft shop and it, it looked really cool. Everybody was sat outside having breakfast, but it was just, it was expensive. And then it was like cheap white bread with the cheapest sausages and it was just
1: like it was just pathetic.
3: So based on that, two sausage sandwiches, cheap white bread, cheap sausages, and two bottles of orange juice. How much?
1: Uh, oh, I would
3: say a tenner. Matt? Yeah, probably about a tenner. Fourteen quid. Ugh, disgusting. Wait. They've done you out it... four quid, Bob. this isn't London, yeah. you know. This <laughs> isn't that. In fact, if it's if it's near Hull, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should have been four. Um, But yeah, but anyway, so we paid it, we ate. The table next to us had a lovely little dog called Gizmo that just wanted all the strokes. So Gizmo got all the strokes.
2: So you you, were paying for the strokes, that's what it was.
3: Mm. Well, I'll pay pay double next time then. (laughs) There
1: we go. That's what she said. Right, and that, I believe, Ben and Emma, brings us up to date on your partner and exploits,
3: doesn't it? Well, hey, there you go. Six weeks in one. Boom. Boom. And
1: uh, we're going to keep doing that through the course of this series. So very, very excited to find out where you go next. Good tips and ideas of where to go, where to eat, where to avoid. Tim Hortons and also this very expensive cafe in Beverly, apparently, that's full of dogs. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we've got a whole series of it. So looking forward to seeing where the autumn season takes you guys. Um, will you stay with us until the end for us to do some thank yous and finish off?
3: Ah, Why not?
1: Wonderful. Matty? Yes. We're getting out of here.
2: We are. Ep- episode one is done. Done and dusted. Glad to be back.
1: Glad to be back. Just slotted straight into it.
2: Yeah, straight back into the
1: groove. Straight back into lo- losing my words and uh, yeah. and, uh, and bring you along with it. Yeah, wonderful. It's it's a dream of mine to be involved in your terrible grasp of the English language. Um, so uh, we need some thank yous before we get out of it. And bear in mind now I've got Ben and Emma waiting in the wings. So if you uh, if you miss any or mess any up, then uh, you're just going to be usurped. Yeah, but it's, it's guaranteed I'm going to mess up. So make sure, make sure you're poised and ready.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm ready. But can I just interrupt first mm-hmm. um, and just do, just do a, a an irregular thank you. Um, it's a massive thank you to everybody that reached out to me and Emma last weekend, um, and quite a few have continued to do so through the week. Actually, we had, we had a pretty rough weekend last weekend, and. Not been great this week, but I just want to say thank you to so many of the Fartlake family that got in touch and sent us messages. And uh, yeah, um, it was it was pretty horrific. And but thank you. Every message has meant so much. And uh, thank you to Matt and Donna for surprising me with a with a gift. And uh, I'll admit now I've still not opened it Matt, uh, and not no, that. I don't fine. appreciate it. I just I just yeah, I, I just can't i just don't want to look at it at the minute but i'm sure it's i'm sure it's amazing i've emma's had a look at it Uh, i got leo to open it when donna passed it me just to confirm what it was yeah yeah, thank you so much to everybody it has meant a lot to know that you you all care and i keep on checking in and i'm all right i'm all right it was was a very rough start to the week last last week Um, but uh, it's it's not it's not great, but it's it's getting a little bit easier day by day. So we all love our pets, and and you, you'll have heard if you go back in episodes, Rambo piping up. He's in the
1: everywhere, in he yeah, he was he, he was a part he was a part of the main team. He was and uh, yeah he he's does. very much missed. Um the, the beautiful words, mate, and we are we are all here for you. We are all thinking of you both. Um yeah and uh, and, and thank you for saying that. Uh, Matt, yes, follow that. Yeah no, i follow, fo- 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 follow that beautiful. Statement of oh actually, I pouring just, his heart out. The Ben just shared by completely falling no. over your words and
2: messing
1: this <laughs> up. I just I just want to like echo what Ben says. I mean I talked about
2: in, in segment one a little bit about mental health and stuff and everybody that reached out to me as well uh, when I had a bit of a bit of a wobble. Um, I talked like I, said, I talked about it in, in the start, but yeah, I echo what Ben says. Uh, thank you to everybody that reached out and stuff like that. The, the community that we have is just awesome.
1: Yeah, all right. Further enough, that was pretty good. Um, uh, who else have we got to say thank you to for this week, Matt?
2: Uh, thank you to Graham, Lynn, Lee. It's been a while since I've done that, and I got it right. Uh, for the super awesome theme music, as God, always. You
1: have done it 85 times now, Matt, but that's fine. I continue. 85?
2: Oh, yeah, The Road to 100 continues.
1: The Road to 100 continues! <laughs>
2: uh, thank you to everybody behind the newsletter. So we've got uh, Claire Forsyth. Uh, Jamie Denham, Nick Finney and our very own Mick Paul uh, thank you to Ben and Emma for joining us as always, thank you to you for being the host that you are, hostess with the mostess I am the hostess with the mostess oh. a,
1: with
2: the yeah, a host with the most
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, oh, I'll take either as, to be honest that's, <laughs> what, that's what
1: you say <laughs> have, have, have you seen me in a dress? I, I can do either, continue <laughs> uh, is there any more thank yous? you got to thank like man, John, to... for his amazing advert. Oh, no, you, you can piss off. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget Jack and Jake. Thanks for yeah, Jack.
2: For, oh, all right, Ben. It's first
1: to you. Let me try and get through it first. He is He, he is right. It is like a comment. Like, JP's genuinely upset that you forget him every week. So, Ben is helping you here. Thank you, JP. Really? Thank you. And thank you what, to the thought, like what, what are you thanking JP for, For editing. JP <laughs> doesn't edit the podcast, you moron. That's Jack. Jack Pimp! Jack
2: Pencil. I'm thinking Jack Penfold.
1: Oh my God. So, oh, so even oh, when prompted, you've forgotten about JP again. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Thank you for JP for No. Part. Shut up.
1: You're done. Ben, will you thank <laughs> JP please?
3: Yeah, JP, thank you for uh, organising the guests and getting them on. I mean, uh, we have, I know quite a lot of the lineup for this year. He's doing a great job behind the scenes. So thank Raft. you, JP.
1: Crafted this year. He has absolutely invaluable work he's done. Um, I tell you what, chaps and chapette. Do you want to know who's on the show next week? Yes, well, yes, we do. It would be very difficult to top Neil Marshall, wouldn't it? So we've gone completely in the other direction. We've gone for someone who has got a very, very big presence on the old social media. She is on the journey to try and get Boston qualifying time. A very experienced marathon runner. Um, she's a big, big part of the online running community. We have got the runner Beans herself. Uh, we've got Charlie Watson on next week.
3: Very good, very good. Yeah. Another one. look forward to yeah absolutely really good chat already recorded
1: she's really nice she's got loads about her really good journey and story so far and lots and lots of good advice um in terms of uh, she's a dietitian in her role so she uh, a lot about nutrition and things runs into her running journey and the story she tells so very very excited to share that with everybody um anything else to cover before we get going matt
2: uh, I think that's about it. Just the website details and all that sort of good stuff. Oh
1: yes, where can people? Emma, let's put you on the spot. Emma, oh. where can people find us if they want to find out more?
4: Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and we of course have our own website.
1: Which is, is like,
4: is it whatthefatlight dot com or whatthefatlight? Like it it's
1: no, it's it's dot com. Well done, Matt doesn't know that, so that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Way. Did you miss yeah. anything, Matt? Of course, you can uh, listen
4: to Spotify, Apple Music,
1: any oh, other music managers. He's never done that, to be fair. I've never, He's never done said that. that. He's never TikTok, said that. he goes on TikTok. No? What's... Yeah. Matt, Matt, what's the email address if people want to drop us an email the old-fashioned way? What the thought, like, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that was pretty good, fair enough <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll let you off with that one uh, right, you've all done a sterling job guys, it's been wonderful to see you, it's been wonderful to hang out with you It's wonderful to talk to you all uh, and, and that goes for all of you out there in podcast land as well, our Like family, thank you for sticking with us over the course of the last five months uh, thank you for uh, for all the lovely messages sharing the post when we say we've been coming back coming to the Fartlet family meetup uh, you make this whole thing possible and we love you very much, so a big big thank you to you to finish this off, guys I think we're about done for the week. Uh, ben, Emma, if people want to give you a follow on the old social media on Instagram, where can they find you?
4: Mine is at EmmaJJ85. Very
3: good. And mine is at Sheffield underscore Strider.
1: Or Sexy underscore Strider if you want a bit of the blue content. If you want to find somebody
3: else. Yeah, then... <laughs> I'll I might have a quick lock, actually.
1: <laughs> Just see. Poor Paul Locke's been chatting to him for months. Uh, Matt, <laughs> working people find you. I'm <laughs> uh, <Matthew> Owls. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm our little runner boy, Rob. Listen, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a joy. We're glad to be back. The road to 100. Is well underway as always. May your runs this week be wonderful. Continue to be excellent to each other. Be kind of find somewhere else to exist. And we will see you on the flip-flop next week. I'm very excited to see if Matt's going to get the last word in this week because Ben's still on the show.
3: Leave you to it, boys. <laughs> no, what he's going to do is kakar, he Yeah, so he's going to get the last word. Unless
1: you, unless you want a kakar, Ben. Nope. Oh, fair enough. Go on, Matt, degrade uh, yourself. Degrade uh, yourself in front of everybody and you'll win. It, it's not going to be a car. It's going to What's
5: be a moo. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Was that you being a robot cow? Yeah. <laughs> I think we all need to move together to
1: be honest. Okay, all right, guys. Everyone do your best impression of a robot cow on three. One, two, three. Moo. <laughs> 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 Hail Caesar. <laughs>
3: Let's do this. Ha ha ha!